Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 for your Thursday, August 31st, 2023. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields & Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home. That has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. As Colin bangs the table over there. Oh, it was Nick. Okay, Nick banging the table. In case anybody uh, else we're does. bringing out a throwback to like 2021 right here uh, because we do have a guest on the line. Uh, it's, a, it's a guest that we all know. We always talk to him during volleyball season, but this volleyball season is. A little bit different than than last volleyball season. We got a multitude of people going to broadcast the games. It'll be Colin, Nick, and Dylan. So Dylan returns, but Colin returns to the broadcast booth uh, with Jim Klein tonight. And uh, for that, we had to bring this out. This is literally the sports doctor, guys. And that he is. And Jim Klein, you on the phone there? Yeah, I sure am, man. It's great to be back. You remember that from two years ago? He's still the sports doctor, man. He's just not calling COVID anymore. He's back in the booth on the on the headphones tonight. We're calling women's volleyball, and that's exactly where everyone should be. These kids put their heart and soul into the game. Nobody gets the coverage like football in the fall. I completely get that. Played football in high school. The boys don't deserve anything taken away from them. But these female athletes, they work just as hard. They're there in the gym all summer doing everything that they need to do to prepare for the fall. And we've got a great matchup as Muscleman starts his quest for a four-peat tonight with the sports doctor on play-by-play. And, Jim, you and I back on the call, even though uh, earlier today you thought it was uh, Dylan on the call. I saw your post on Facebook, and we were a little confused. What did you mean by the safari hat, Spencer wanted me to ask first off? Yeah, so Dylan's Facebook picture shows him wearing a safari hat, and I was like, dude, I didn't even know you were in the Congo. He doesn't uh, use Facebook, have it be noted. Uh, there you go. So uh, at some point in time, Dylan had texted me. I, I was at an, an event about two and a half weeks ago, and I learned of an injury to um, a pretty significant player on one of the rosters who, who is actually um, – th- their team is actually playing tonight. And I had texted him, and I thought that he had told me he was doing Thursdays. Um, that text long since deleted. Clearly my mistake. I will not make those kind of mistakes live on the air. Facebook, I called a timeout. I called a timeout and said someone from TV10 will be on the headphones. And then Spencer later confirmed that the sports doctor comes out of women's sports retirement to make the call tonight. A little true there. I mean, I was doing some uh, girls basketball and some softball with – uh, our crew here over the. I think you filled in for Jim. On a I think I filled in one time, yeah, for Jim yeah. when you're on vacation. But 
yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight, uh, Jim, as you already mentioned, Spring Mills and Musselman, a young Spring Mills team, but a team that uh, so far has looked pretty good. Yeah, Spring Mills had a loss against very good competition. I think that was uh, Morgantown or University. I can't remember. I was looking at that earlier, and I don't want to talk too much about Spring Mills and Musselman since we've got them, you know, this evening. But Musselman, I think, is the bigger story with six seniors who left, Hutzler, Howard, Walker, Miller, um, Weatherholtz, and Franklin, and, of course, uh, four of those started, Hutzler, Howard, you know, Hannah Howard, a Gatorade Player of the Year, Walker, and Miller, um, all who continued to uh, to do great things for, the, for that, that school. Um, I think that Musselman being at home gives them an advantage, even as they're trying to work through some of the, the kinks. They lost to a, a very good team down in South Carolina. I think uh, I, I went to lunch one day during the summer, and I talked to one of the Spring Mills players. She was very excited about the upcoming season. She thinks that they're going to be very good. Uh, I talked with um, a couple different people over the last couple weeks who say that Spring Mills' new head coach is very good and that uh, they're prepared to, to, to do battle. So I think it's going to be an interesting matchup tonight. Spring Mills has always had some size. We know that Sammy Stevens can bring it. What is she, 6'2", six, 6'3"? Six, She's going to go across the middle, run some opposite. And then um, I think that Gracie Kane is going to come out and play very, very well. Early in the season, it's all about ball control and communication. Musselman's running a very new uh, offense. Chrisman, of course, is probably not running opposite anymore. For the last three years, she's been on the right side. It'll be interesting to see how that timing switches up as she moves left side or even middle. Then who's going to fill in for Howard's spot? Lots of stuff to talk about tonight you know, when, the, when, when the coverage starts. The rest of the EPAC also is in action with Hedgesville hosting Jefferson and Martinsburg host, hosting Washington. Both have potential to be very intriguing matchups. And Jim, Quest for a 4 begins tonight. How do you see that? Do you see that happening uh, this year? What would the path be for Musselman? Well, the, the path for, for Musselman is going to be challenging. I mean, there's no question about it. The, the strength that they have is their experience through club ball and the fact that they're a powerhouse, a dynasty, if you will, who never rebuilds. They're constantly reloading. So I would imagine that Coach Martz is working a lot on the intricacies of their rotation, their uh, coverages, um, players being expected to be in new roles. I mentioned specifically Chrisman. There's no question about it. Winning a state title is very, very difficult. Uh, one of the seasons where I had a Washington Post top five team, we fell short. We ended up winning three titles, but there is nothing more challenging than winning a state volleyball tournament. And I think that you know, odds are that Musselman will not four-peat. They're going to have to prove everything that they can against the entire state with basically a new starting lineup. Watcher and Ada McCoy, I think, and Chrisman are going to be the three starters, but we've already mentioned Chrisman being in a completely new, a new role. It, it's, I think it's going to be difficult. I think Bianca Hutzler is going to come in, and she's going to set as a sophomore running the 6-2. There's just so many moving parts in this that four-peat is going to be very, very difficult, I think. 
Jim, uh, when you look at it, how do you see the other teams in the EPAC stacking up? Well, that's a great question. So we, we have been informed, I was informed very spe- specifically from the head coach at Hedgesville that they suffered an injury. The extent of that injury at the time was not known. Um, I'm not going to speculate. I don't want to talk about that player's name out of respect for that player and that team. Hedgesville hosts Jefferson tonight. I think when they take the floor, we'll know whether or not they're going to have one of their big guns. Hedgesville also lost a number of players. And most significantly for me is Paige Richmond, the setter. But they also lost some front row uh, from Miller and Van Dyne. They lost some back row and versatility and Gum and Willis. They lost Hahn and Shropshire. So Hedgesville also is a team that has to reload. Their expectation is that Parker Sutherland, Gracie Brown, Jayana Ware are going to provide enough offense to be able to rebound, but no matter what, when you lose that many key players to it, and remember, Hedgesville upset Musselman to win the, the, the regional championship. Hedgesville is no slouch. Jefferson, on the other hand, goes to Hedgesville, which is a very tough place to play, especially when their new head coach, Coach Washington, Anna Washington, wasn't even named the head coach until July 17th. However, Washington wins a pet, brings a pedigree for winning. She won a state title at Winfield. She coached Nitro and took them to their only state playoff appearance. So there's got to be some belief that Lowe, uh, Ripa's, um, Brianna Flores, that they're going to bring some of that senior talent to the table. Washington has proven that she can win in other places. Jefferson, I think, is probably the biggest unknown in the EPAC. Hedgesville faces their own challenges. Uh, should be an interesting matchup. Then you go to Washington at Martinsburg. Washington, on paper, should be decent. I, I mean, they return seniors. We, we called them last year. I, I don't know if you recall. Martinsburg and Washington had a five-set thriller. I kind of felt like Martinsburg just got away from their, 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 their game plan, and Washington ended up stealing that match. They returned some decent players. Autumn Penwell's real good. Tintendo played well for them last year. Martinsburg is, is – got to work on passing and ball control. That's what we saw last year. They gave up too many free balls. They ended up in situations where they had plenty of offensive power and Fennell and some of the other players on the team. We know that Bishop can bring it. We know Mosby. We know that uh, Strobel, who had been running on the right side, she had seven kills the other night and a loss to Handley. Uh, Martinsburg could be decent as well. I think Washington and Martinsburg could be a close matchup tonight. Um, the home team's Martinsburg, so it's their court. It's their match to lose. Jim, you kind of touched on it earlier that it's going to be tough for Musselman to forepeat just because of how much they've lost and what they have left after that. Could you see any of the teams then go as far to maybe saying dethrone them when it comes to sectionals and regionals? I know last year it was Hedgesville that won sectionals, but Musselman won regionals, I believe, unless I have that flipped. Well, let's see. So here, then you're, you're. I'm sorry. I'm sure you're right. The, my my whole thing is is that it, dethroning a champion, a, a team that has so many banners in the ceiling, is going to be difficult. It, it, but it's about a confidence thing. Whichever team can figure out that they've got the chance to win, regardless of their record or regardless of what has happened in the past, having that short term memory when they step into that thirty by sixty box. 
that's what they've got to figure out. They, they can't get into that situation where, oh, here we go again. Musselman's just going to run the table. Musselman has challenges of its own. As strong as they are when they return, you know, Ana McCoy signed, a, uh, I think, a D1 contract down in South Carolina. Like, they've got good players. But even the best of players don't necessarily manifest the best of teams. And, th- and that's the problem when you look at a sport like volleyball because no one player can do it all. You can't pass to yourself or pass set and then, and, and then put the ball away. You're, you're relying on the entire team doing something in unison on every play. So very early, communication, ball control, those are the things at this point in time in the season. I wouldn't expect to see as many of the huts, the quicks, the shoots, all of those types of things working on offense, but more important, working on transition. Speed from defense to offense, not giving free balls. It's going to be tough for Musselman, but there's, you know, for me, looking at them as a champion, I'm not ready to say that anybody can beat them until they prove it in their side of the court. Jim, we'll get you out of here on this one. Uh, what if I told you 92,003 fans show to a college football stadium to see a volleyball match that happened last night volleyball day in nebraska sets the world record for uh a highest attendance for a woman's sports event uh what does that mean to the sport of volleyball specifically as a volleyball coach that you have been well it's it's a sign that women have finally reached the stage with the respect that they deserve. In December of 2000, I went to see Wisconsin play Nebraska in Richmond in the Final Four. They played each other in the national championship game. And in college, after the first two sets, they go to the locker room. They have a 15-minute intermission. And I went up to the the box to order a T-shirt. And you know what I ended up doing? I ended up buying a Wisconsin and a Nebraska T-shirt because both teams, they were outstanding. And I, the pride that I had in watching those teams play, they ended up going to five sets. Nebraska won the championship. So I was at a national finals. I watched Nebraska win. So you know darn well I was paying full attention. Nebraska had been publishing all week, um, asking people to please tune in to the Big Ten Network last night to watch that match. Uh, my, my, my only... Uh, brother would be, I wish they were playing Penn State, or I wish they were playing another top 10 opponent, because I think that that would have added a, a, a little bit more to it. But the fact is, they pulled it off. It was a world record. Congratulations, Nebraska Cornhuskers. I think they're ranked number four in the country right now. It's good for women's sports. It's good for it's just a feel-good story, and we're going to hope to uh, rival that with 92,000 fans of our own watching tonight. Right, Colin? Absolutely. All right, Jim. Thanks for the time. We'll see you tonight. Uh, Spring Mills at Muscleman Volleyball tonight. We'll be on the air 545, 6 p.m. JV begins, and then after 7 p.m., 30 minutes after the conclusion of JV, will be varsity. Thanks for the time, Jim. We'll see you later. Have a great day, guys. Thanks. All right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. We come back. Uh, we'll preview uh, a little, I guess, football tonight in the area as the Cougars take on Sharando tonight. And then at 1230, we'll be joined by Stonebridge head coach Mickey Thompson. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes.
with four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons goal of financing for all. And Parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer deaths in the United States each year. But do you know the radon levels in your home? Home is a place to live, love, and laugh, not a place to breathe air containing radon. The Berkeley and Morgan County Health Departments are distributing free confidential radon test kits, and you can get yours at the Berkeley County Health Department office in Martinsburg and the Morgan County Health Department office in Berkeley Springs. Protect your home and family. Get your free radon test kit today. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. I'm Jonathan Bodwell, Bodwell Insurance Solutions, your local Medicare and life insurance agency. We are here to help you navigate the Medicare maze. We represent all of the major carriers, and you do not pay any more to go through us than if you go directly through a carrier. But if you go through us, you have a local professional to help you with all your Medicare needs, not a voice that could be in some other part of the world. Bodwell Insurance Solutions, your local Medicare agency. BodwellInsuranceSolutions.com or 304-283-0864. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to the Sports Mix. For your August 31st, 2023, Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. The Cougars, the Jefferson Cougars, begin week two here in high school football in the Mountain State. They have a pretty interesting schedule, I guess, over the next couple of weeks. They had a one last day to prepare for their opponent this week because they played last Friday. So they go Friday, Thursday, and then they'll play next Saturday as they uh, will play Spring Valley. I believe Spring Valley coming up here next Saturday. So kind of an interesting schedule, but they got to go down to Stephen City, Virginia to take on Sherando tonight. It was a, I believe last year, it was a 42-23 to loss for the Cougars. Obviously, they got revenge on their mind. Yeah, they do. And they started off 1-19 win over spring mills last week but if you want a shot at Sherando, I, I think the offense needs to be a little more explosive tonight get the ball into guys like Keyshawn robinson's hands rodrigo delgado a little bit more too and see how things go from there uh because you want to start off the season 2-0 and going up against spring valley next week at home would be a not or more comfortable obviously sitting 2-0 and instead of 1-1 going up against spring valley but Sherando's a tough team. We got to see them a few times against EPAC opponents uh, last year. Martinsburg got the win, I believe. Um, Musselman also played them, too. I can't remember how that one uh, went down, but 
should be a good one tonight. And I know uh, tomorrow, win or loss, we will have Coach Craig Hunter on the show to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, this is a good Strando team, so it should be a good challenge for Jefferson. They were able to slip by Spring Mills in week one, 21-19. So um, definitely some things I think they would probably want to improve on from that game after having a nice 21-6 to lead. Um, and then, of course, Spring Mills coming back into the game and, and making it close there at the end. Uh, for Sharando, they're coming off of a loss to uh, Benedict Brentsville. Uh, I was making up a name there. Brentsville District. Uh, who, yeah, out of Virginia. Yeah, they were 12-2 and last year, so they were a pretty good team um, that they took on in week one, and I think it was 28-21. So Sharando, uh, you know, challenged themselves week one. They're challenging themselves again here week two for a Thursday night game quick turnaround for both of these teams and uh, kind of an interesting situation for these teams to be playing an early season Thursday nighter so we'll see how it plays out um, and I think it should be a competitive game a chance for Jefferson to get a win but it'll definitely be a, a tough matchup yeah I think it'll be a tough matchup and going down there having to hear the drums I'm assuming they'll stay like that I mean they got a new coach down at Chirando so you never know what the new coach is going to if they're going to come in even with a new coach I don't think you go away from the drum at Chirando boom 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 don't get it stuck in my head already Nate didn't have to deal with it last year at all we had to deal with it but uh Chirando and our Chirando host Jefferson tonight 6 p.m. a 6 p.m. contest on a Thursday and then I mentioned Spring Valley next week then they'll get into two EPAC games and then they'll go out of EPAC play for South Hagerstown Millbrook then Musselman then out of EPAC play for Clarksburg and then they'll end the season they'll end their season on 11-3 when they take on uh, Washington uh, obviously That'll be the regular season, but uh, it should be an interesting matchup tonight. We'll break it down tomorrow with head coach of the Cougars, Craig Hunter. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg or online at Orsini's.com. When we come back, we'll be joined by another legendary football coach as There'll be two legendary football coaches going up against each other. We'll be joined by Mickey Thompson of Stonebridge Football on the other side of this two-minute break. Mommy, where does flavor come from? Well, um, when people love food, they cook it on a Traeger grill. Meat, corn, even pie. (laughs) And then the Traeger does the rest, which brings everyone to celebrate this beautiful thing that they've created. Because when you share delicious food with your friends, that's the flavor of life. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. WVU Medicine is pleased to announce that robotic-assisted total hip and knee replacement with the new Zimmer Biomet Rosa is now offered right here in the Eastern Panhandle at both Berkeley Medical Center and Jefferson Medical Center. The information provided by the Rosa results in more precise and accurate hip and knee replacements than ever before. WVU Medicine is proud to offer this technology and be a leader in orthopedic surgery in the Eastern Region. Call 304-725-BONE. After a car accident, what do you get when you call Mansion Ferretti? You get more experience from a local law firm with over 115 years of combined service. More respect from a team who treats clients like their own family. And more fight because we want you to get every dollar you deserve. 
Experience, respect, results. If you've been injured, that's what you want in your lawyer. And that's what you'll get when you call us. Car accident? Get more with Mansion Ferretti. 304-264-8505. It's the excitement of NCAA Division II football on TV10 featuring the Shepherd University Rams. He'll throw it. It's intercepted by Harrison. Dante Harrison is Mr. Touchdown on defense. Join us on Saturday, September 2nd, as the Rams kick off the 2023 season against Southern Connecticut State at Rams Stadium. Kickoff is set for noon with pregame coverage beginning at 11.30 a.m. right here on TV10 and WRNR-TV on YouTube. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM740, and TV10. Welcome back to this Thursday, August 31st edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Colin. I always forget Dylan's not here on these days. I'll have to get used to not saying that. I said it for so long. Uh, but we're now joined on the phone as we get you set for tomorrow's matchup between the Martinsburg Bulldogs and the Stonebridge Bulldogs by a coach that... Uh, I grew up watching because I'm from Leesburg, Virginia. We're joined by head coach of the Stonebridge Bulldogs, Mickey Thompson. How are you doing today, Coach Thompson? Doing well. Thanks for having me. And uh, you guys come down here for a matchup tomorrow night with the Martinsburg Bulldogs. Uh, it's two great teams from two two different states uh, facing each other. What have you seen from Martinsburg uh, on film? Well, they're, they're as good as always. Um, athletic, well-coached. Um, big guys can move. I mean, they have all the tools. Hey, Coach, this is Nick Verzellini. Um, what what have you uh, liked about your team so far this season? What do you think are some of the strengths that they bring in? Well, I mean, I feel like we're on a, on a good path. We, uh, we laid an egg late in the game, gave up a kickoff return, and lost our, our opener, which is um, was only our third home loss in 20-some years. Um, but um, I thought we played well. I thought we played better than we did a year ago. And we have a lot of guys just trying to find, you know, this time of year you're trying to find the fits and where guys go and how they can best help you. And, um, you know, we're in the middle of that. We're, we're slowly figuring it out. And, you know, I have high expectations for us uh, down the road when we finish this, this, uh, this season. So um, I feel good about us. Coach Thompson, Con here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, just tell us a little bit about your team uh, and some guys that we should be watching out for tomorrow night. Well, we lost a lot on defense from a year ago, so um, and we returned a lot on offense. Um, so uh, we got a lot of guys rotating in on defense, trying to figure out who who the guys are on defense. Miles Turpin is clearly our leader on defense. He's uh, he plays safety. He's a Wake Forest commit. Um, He's a really good football player. He sets everything. Uh, you know, if we don't have him, there's a lot of confusion. Um, but he, he's got the guy that kind of general back there. And Sean Robinson, who was playing offense for us, is playing the other corner. So that gives us some stability in the back. And then Jonathan Newton up front, who I think is, is a major big-time player at linebacker. And, and everybody else is kind of finding their way, trying to figure it out. And then um, on the offensive side, we have – our, our quarterback is somewhat returning. He, he played five games a year ago. Our running back is back, Troy Marquez. Our offensive line, almost all of them are returning. Um, we just have a, a really solid bunch up front. And um, we have Nayim Gladding outside who uh, transferred in. He's a really great receiver. And Jordan Kaiser, who's our other playmaker. 
And then we have a lot of guys rotating in at the other skill foot spots. But um, really feel good about us um, as far as where we fit and where guys are. It's just coming together as a team. And right now we're we have a we're a little bit um, on the individual side, and we're trying to come together. That's why a team like Martinsburg, you know, if you don't if you come in and you don't come in there as a team and play together, uh, they're going to take it to you. So that's what I love about this game. I mean, we got to be on our game, and our guys got to play well in order to win. If uh, we don't play at a, at a high level, then we have uh, no chance. Coach Thompson, what uh, what kind of offensive style do you run for the audience that is might be unfamiliar with uh, your team? Well, we're, we're single wing based, um, you know, and uh, that's been our bread and butter. And we've we've tried to modernize it a little bit, and we've also tried to uh, incorporate spread. Um, you know, we're. We would like to think we're old school, but if you stay in that old school single wing, double tight, and, uh, kids just don't enjoy playing that. But if you can do a little bit of that in a, in a spread type of uh, situation where you also have wide receivers. Um, so that's what we're, we're trying to make sure that we stay with the times and keep, uh, keep current. But we, you know, we would like to think we're kind of old school, smash mouth, but we're really not anymore. We're, we're kind of a, a spinner uh, type of thing. So our, we're, our single wing is based on a spinner series. And um, and then we're conventional spread like everybody else. Coach, what's the uh, history between you guys and uh, Martinsburg, and what do you like playing this game? Well, we've only played one time, and that was when we first opened. We didn't have any seniors. Um, I still remember the game because um, it was like twenty-eight or thirty-five nothing and a half. It was pretty bad, and um, you know, I I didn't really realize at the time the history uh, of West Virginia football. I'm a, I'm a, I was born and raised in West Virginia, so you think I would know. But um, so we went down and played them our first year with no seniors, and you know, um, it was it was pretty rough, and it was uh, it was an eye opener for them of where we had to go and what we had to do. Um, so that's the only game we've we've uh, we've actually played. So um, this would be nice going back with a, with a truly a varsity football team. And coach, uh, we talked a little bit about your offensive style. Just tell us a little bit about the defensive side of things for your team. Um, we're multiple. We um, we have a um, our nose guard Nate Moorhead is um, returning, and he kind of anchors the middle. And we kind of um, I would say we're odd with a little bit of even. Um, you know, I, I look at Martinsburg. I think they're even with a little bit of. I mean, we we're all multiple. Um, but um, I think I think our base would be odd, probably, and um, you know we uh, we like to mix it up, and you know we like to be a super aggressive. Um, uh, I mean I, I don't know uh, any other way to put it, but we do like to be uh, pretty aggressive up front. Coach Thompson, we'll get you out of here on this one. How did this uh, game with Martinsburg come about on your end? Well, I, I think it's a matter of uh, just. Honestly, trying to find games, we ended up um, losing a couple of games. They didn't want to renew two-year contracts, and and uh, you just can't find games. So um, you know, we we kind of went on the I don't know. Um, we ended up with Martinsburg, Quince Orchard, good counsel. I mean, we 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 have a loaded schedule early. Um, it's not really that necessarily by design. I mean, I like a tough early schedule, maybe not quite this tough, but. Um, it's just difficult finding games or people that want to play and um so we you gotta take what you can get so um you know i would have preferred maybe 
Martinsburg or Quince Orchard, Orchard, not both. Um, I'd have probably preferred somebody other than good counsel, but um, that's um, it's all we could find. So we'll just we'll play anybody anywhere, um, and uh, we enjoy that competition. So I, I don't think it's necessarily a negative, but it's not like I went out looking for this kind of schedule. All right, Coach, thanks for the time, and best of luck tomorrow. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, that was Coach of the Stonebridge Bulldogs, Mickey Thompson. And, guys, your impression after that interview. Sounds like a, kind of the typical interview I feel like we get from a coach coming in to play Martinsburg. Um, you know, quality program like Coach Thompson does. Uh, they tend to sell themselves a little bit short, I think. And, you know, that's what you would probably expect from Coach Walker when he's talking about their program. You know, in some ways, I think, because it's like both teams know how good the other team is, so you don't want to come across as overconfident, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, so, you know, I think it's going to be a really good football game just based on what we know about these two programs. Uh, I don't know who would win necessarily, but I think it's going to be pretty competitive, pretty close, and, and should be a fun night uh, to come out and see the Bulldogs, you know, play another quality team and um, – you know, it should be a close game. So I'm excited for it. I think both these teams, you know, they're pretty hungry for a win after that loss last week, I would think. So it could be the extra factor that maybe pushes them toward a win. But I think both teams are really talented. And you know, for Stonebridge, if they start 0 2, that's pretty surprising. But also, you know, picking against Martinsburg after how they dominated Clarkson North would be pretty tough to do. So I think it could go either way. Yeah, I think it could go either way, and I'm really looking forward to this game because as you just heard from Coach Thompson, the only time these two programs have met is when Stonebridge first opened in 2000. So the history of Stonebridge High School and the prestige that their football program has now didn't exist then. And at the same time, on the other side, the dynasty, even though Coach Walker was at Martinsburg, the prestige and the success of Martinsburg wasn't really there yet during that time now so yeah, 23 years later yet. yeah right. he was just building up that program really yeah 23 years later now these two teams get to finally meet again with the success that they have so i'm really looking forward to tomorrow night just knowing that and seeing how these two teams now get to compete against one another and i th- really think this is going to be a solid game i know went to martinsburg yesterday and they've been telling everybody on that team this is the best team you're going to play this year you can not back down you can't overlook them they want to go in and prove themselves against Stonebridge yeah uh, and that will be a great game tomorrow we'll have pregame coverage beginning at 6 p.m kickoff set for just after seven right here on talk radio wrnr tv 10 wrnr tv on youtube once again thanks to coach thompson for taking some time out to be with us today to preview the game uh We've got more West Virginia tickets. We gave some away yesterday. We gave some away last week. We've got another pair of tickets to go to the WVU-Duquesne game uh, at Puskar Stadium here on September 9th. So if you want to win a pair of tickets, call right now, 304-263-4343. No, that's wrong. 
304-263-6540. And this this pair of tickets to West Virginia versus Duquesne is yours. Call 304-263-6540. Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the side of this break, we'll begin to wrap things up. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games? Besides, we hate it more. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this segment of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 for your Thursday, October, August. I'm getting ahead of myself. We're yeah, thinking you football. Were a month ahead. Uh, we're thinking football, football. We're almost into September, but it's August 31st. Uh, this segment is brought to you by the Marius Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors. Call 304-263-4343 or stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue. Do not try to call them and ask for WVU tickets. You know, I've been so used to to saying that lately because it's uh, one of our sponsors for our uh, player interview segment on the pregame show, and I say it every day at around this time. I don't recommend calling. Yeah, I don't recommend that, but but, uh, you never know. Speaking of tickets, congratulations to Ruth Slonicker for winning the WVU tickets. Uh, Come and pick those up when you can, but uh, we'll have more tickets Tomorrow night on the football broadcast. Stay tuned for that. Colin's going to think of a creative way to give them away. Yeah, throwing out the window probably isn't the best option, but <laughs> it's a, maybe the most creative. Unless I can like hire somebody to 
fly him out of a plane. Also, or you said pick him, him up whenever. Hide yeah, make sure you pick him up before yeah. the game. Yes. That's another yeah, September 9th is the game at 6 o'clock, so want to stop by the uh, station and pick him up before. So it is WVU Duquesne, and we got two more tickets that will be given out tomorrow during the broadcast of the game. Yeah, and uh, we might probably have to call the station. Again. We might have more WVU. Well, we will well, this at some it. point, but we might have some big-time WVU tickets to give out. A big game coming up very soon. We do have more of those tickets. We might. we got to figure that out first. Uh, but uh, let's get into it. We had some breaking news yesterday that we actually learned, Nick and I did, while we were at Shepard. Uh, you actually learned it in an interview, Nick. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's breaking news. It was breaking news yesterday at the news, time. It's news to us. Well, it was breaking news at the time. It had come out around 2.15, oh, 2.20. that's what you're referring to. Yes, I'm not referring to the other part because you didn't figure that out in an interview. You figured that out off the interview. Yeah, Joey Fisher signed with uh, the Steelers practice squad, so that's good to see. Um, great opportunity for Joey, I think, with the Steelers. They've had some offensive line issues. Um, and also just to continue his career, um, I think it's good too. You know, he's closer to home now, so I think he's going to be there on Saturday. Is also what we heard. Yeah, um, possibly so, Ronnie Brown as well. Yeah, they're trying to see if Ronnie will come up as well. I don't know if he's going to sign with a team or not. We know it's tough for running backs, and of course, teams that probably brought in undrafted running backs or guys that are they're looking at for the practice squad probably already signed. So that, you know, there's not a ton of opportunities. I don't think for Ronnie, unfortunately, but. Uh, we'll see if that changes, and uh, I think he could still, you know, go on to play in the XFL or, or the uh, USFL. Yeah, it's the other. No, that's the other one. USFL, yes. Or the Arena League or Canada. there is Arena League coming back. That's true. Yeah. So, so there's a there, lot there's of a lot opportunities. Of yes. Um, but yeah, Joey signed with the Steelers. I think that's a great opportunity for him to go to Pittsburgh and, and play for a great organization. So. All right, WVU football. We have more programming tonight on the. Oh, do we want to talk about the other Shepherd news? Oh yeah, we can. We can drop that other Shepherd news. It's pretty interesting news yeah. because it was talked about as if he was going to be back. Unfortunately, Malik Holloway has run out of eligibility. Yeah, so they found that out in between the scrimmage and yesterday uh, that Malik is unfortunately you know out of eligibility, which. To me, it was kind of a weird situation. You know, I don't know the full details on how they didn't know about that before he started you know, training for the season. But unfortunately, he's not going to be a part of the team. So uh, for Shepard, you know, that now leads to some big questions, I think, about their pass rush because now both of your double-digit sack guys from last season and Kyle Smith and Malik Holloway are gone. Um, so they'll look to new guys to step up in those roles and get after the quarterback, but – Losing your edge rusher, especially guys played as much and has played as well for Shepard as Malik Holloway, um, you know, it's a tough loss. Yeah, it's unfortunate too because you kind of touched on it. You spent the entire offseason building up thinking that he can go in into this season and have one last season, so he had to stay in shape, came into fall camp with the team, was training with them throughout the entire process, and now you realize that – potentially your entire career is over yeah and that's unfortunately for him probably settling in right now and not the way that you expected which means there's probably a little bit of frustration all around because yeah 
you're a guy that thought you had eligibility. Now you realize you don't. I know we talked about it all off season. We thought he didn't, and then we were confused got, that he was still listed on the rosters more because we're like, wait, I feel like he's been there forever. Yeah, I mean, we had thought that he was done, but I was like, well, COVID is weird, and I, I thought maybe he had like an injury. I wasn't really sure. But ultimately, uh, to find that out at that time is it's definitely a weird situation, definitely a tough situation for Malik. The good thing is, is I know he has his degree. So um, I think from that standpoint, at least he's completed school and everything. So I uh, wish him the best of luck with whatever he does decide to pursue now that he's no longer with the team. Yeah, so if you go back, he was redshirted in 2017. Um, and then... He appeared in all 10 games in 2018. He had 30 tackles in that season, a half a sack as well, forced fumble. Didn't see action in 2019. Uh, the COVID year in 2020 gave him another year of eligibility. So, and from I think what the confusion was is that the year he didn't see action counted as a year, apparently. Yeah. So that was where the the thing was there so uh you know it's kind of it's very horrible news especially for a guy who you know is like i'm gonna come back play another year because he had a darn good year last season he could have you know potentially gone in and tried to you know you know go the route that uh we saw you know all those shepherd players go but he decided to come back for another year and the work that grind all summer long and then it just have it taken away from you so obviously not how you want it to go, but uh, best of luck to him in his future endeavors, whatever that may be. Yeah, I mean, Malik's a really good player. I don't want to say anything like negative about his ability to play, but in terms of making the NFL, I don't know if that was realistic for him just because he doesn't have the size, I don't think, to play at the NFL level. But, um, you know, definitely a great player for Shepard and uh, made a lot of great plays. So definitely we missed this season, and it will be interesting to see who steps up from a pass rush perspective and lose another leader on your defense as well. It's a big loss. So, Yes. Uh, now moving on to WVU. We have more programming on tonight. 6 to 8 p.m. is the Neil Brown Coaches Show, uh, anchor hosted by Tony Caridi. You can hear that on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740, but uh, that just means we're two days away from West Virginia football action, Colin. Yeah, two days away from WVU Penn State, and today college football, even though it started last week with a few games, college football it will mostly feel to most fans is back tonight because you get five straight days of college football starting tonight with some uh, pretty big matchups going on in week one, and I think WVU Penn State's one of the uh, games that a lot of people were looking at even though WVU's a heavily underdog in this one going up against Penn State, I still think even if it's just being a slightly biased Mountaineer fan, that 20.5-point favorite being Penn State is something that WVU can either cover or maybe upset. Probably not upset, but definitely cover. I, I just, in my mind... Even though, yes, WVU's picked last in the Big 12. Yes, Penn State's seventh in the country. A team that some media members are saying could potentially be Big 10 champions and seeing the college football playoffs at the end of the year. A week one 20.5 point spread between two Power 5 teams is absolutely ridiculous to me in my mind. 
I don't know how ridiculous it is. I mean, West Virginia was like if you're going off preseason projections, West Virginia was picked where they were in their pre- media preseason poll. So last time they played in state college was fifty one to six. You have That's to go based upon three kind decades of things ago. like that. So yeah, it's about the same though. Penn State was ranked eighth in the country. <laughs> we got a big Division two game on tonight, guys. That we do too. We do, yeah. There's a few D2 games. But a big one. Uh, Colorado School of Mines. Grand, Grand Valley, right? And Grand Valley State. So Yeah, they always kick off the year. I think or at least they have the last two years kicked off against each other. I think they might even be in the same conference. So uh, that should be a good game. Um, there's something else I was going to mention. Oh, this is the last year that college football is college football. Because next year everybody's going and playing in their super conferences. That's true. So yeah, pretty much, and the playoff expansion next year too. Yeah, and then after so. that, we'll probably have even more. Or they're saying like, I think the next time we'll see a lot of movement will be when the uh, contracts expire, TV contracts expire. So in, in like twenty thirty-five ish. It's like twenty thirty and twenty thirty-six. I think. Yeah. Are the years that the two big ones expire? That's when we'll see the next big movement. Twenty thirty ACC. I don't know. Is that when the ACC dies. I don't remember when it was, but oh well. We'll figure that out. ACC will die soon. Pac-12 died. I think it is ACC in 2030 because yeah. that's when like Florida State and Florida State and Clemson are like, we want to make more money, so they're yep. going to go to the SEC. Yeah, but uh, things could happen between then. ARM are chiming in. Uh, WV was not one in Happy Valley since before he was born. He le- He's letting the world know that he is 68. He was born in 1955. Do the math, Colin. Well, then they have to win for AR to get to see it. That's what <laughs> AR is telling me is it'll be the first time for him, too. Yeah, the last time they won was October 22nd. They haven't won a lot against oh, Penn I'm sorry. State, period. In Penn so. State, it was 1954, October 16th. All a right. 1914 win. Sounds like a Phil McCoy score. That's what you got to do to beat Penn State, keep it low scoring. I don't want to see a shootout, even though WVU's a Big 12 team now. Got to keep it low scoring. Yeah, I mean, I wish the best to you and the Mountaineers, Colin. I'm just going to have fun. Yeah, you'll if have I get to time. see an upset, obviously it's better. Are you even going to make it there by game time? I should make it there by game time. I won't have much time to tailgate like I'd like to because it's Happy Valley and the experience is apparently one of the best in the country. Yeah, I don't know. I was just asking because I knew that you were. You obviously have to leave here. What probably three thirty ish. You're going to be able to. That's leave That's the here. hope is by three thirty. Yeah. Unless uh, uh, Shepard decides to play. Shepard should take care of business. I, mean, I would hope. Yeah. But we'll see. Clock in the second. Southern Connecticut ball. State's a weird team to predict. They are because also we're coming up on the end of the show. But uh, yeah, we got. I was just making sure we got two minutes left. That you were aware, but they're a weird team to predict because they have so many transfers. So. The team we saw last year could be completely different, and they could come in and, and be a lot better this year. And they played better toward the end of last season. Uh, you know, they nearly knocked off New Haven, who was a quality team that came to Shepherdstown last year in the postseason. So, you know, we'll see. Um, but just, you know, based off last year, we're expecting Shepard to come out and dominate again. But it's a completely different Shepherd team, too. So there's a lot of question marks. And then that one, definitely looking forward to Saturday. Should be an interesting game. But if you want to hear a preview about Shepard, is that coming up on TV10 immediately after this? Possibly. I thought you had I that set up, you Nick. Did. You set that up yesterday. I don't remember what I do yesterday. Today's Wednesday, Nick. It's not a good thing. Today's Thursday. Dude. Today is Today also is Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, it comes up right now at 1 p.m. You guys are starting to scare me. 
and then you can relive the magic of Tyson Bajan and the Shepherd Rams. Shepherd IUP gets you hyped up for Saturday, baby. All right. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, Nats fall yesterday, 7 nothing. Uh, they start a four-game weekend set with the Marlins. Unfortunately, we're not going to have any of those games uh, just because of the packs. Oh, actually, no, we'll have Sunday's game. I believe we'll have Sunday's game. The last Sunday will carry a Nationals game this year, I, I, I believe. Uh, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Jim Klein for coming on. Volleyball, 5.45 p.m. tonight, TV 10, WRNR. Spring Mills at Musselman, 6 p.m. for the JV action. Varsity will follow 30 minutes after. Also, shout out to Stonebridge Bulldogs head football coach Mickey Thompson for hopping on with us. Usually we do those interviews after the show, and they're specifically for the pregame, but you got an extra treat today, so you'll be able to rehear that again tomorrow night. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Jim Klein, Mickey Thompson, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Priest saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Proud to support our local community and bring you the latest local news, local weather, and local sports. Talk Radio, WRNR Martinsburg, Hedgesville, Bowling Waters. <laughs>